What is happening, guys? My name is Chris, and, well, and I'm Paul. And welcome back to another weekly episode of That Tattoo Show. You can watch us or you can listen to us. Shout out to the you Spotify listeners, podcast listeners. Yeah, there's a lot of you. You Spotifyers. Uh, how are you doing on this uh, this fine Sunday? It's actually Tuesday night for us, but uh, we'll we'll skim over that. Hope you have a nice Sunday. Uh, hopefully, you'll be waking up with a with a cup of coffee, listening to this pair of idiots. Uh, moaning at cameras. The purple-handed preachers. The purple-handed preachers, TM. Um, Look out for the merch coming soon. Uh, I think I was tagged in a photograph this week where I think think we ended up reposting it on my social media because I don't do my social media. I have a team for that. I have a team. Somebody had, uh, I think they put like a crown of thorns on my head or something. If that picture exists and and I'm not making it up, it will be on screen now, you know. And uh, whoever did that, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It's really funny. Um, I don't have a Jesus complex, despite what some people might tell you. (laughs) I'm not Jesus. I'm merely a space Christ. (laughs) Coming up on the show this week, uh, we might have some news, depending on whether Chris has got any. Oh, yes, we have, actually. A little bit of news, non-news. Uh, we won't be reading any comments this week because we've got an interesting conversation about what is a protein. Uh, we're going to hope to answer that question by the end of the show, but we might just descend into an argument like we usually do. Either way, it'll be entertaining, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Chris! You, bro! What's in the news, mate? So, Musotoku have made a battery, the Rover R1, the unlimited battery. It's going to be in the no, standard RCA and the 3.5mm jack for, for Cheyenne machines. And with this one, you can unscrew the top and change the battery. Can I make, you know, while we're on the subject of battery packs, can I make yes. a really bold claim? Go on, make a bold claim. Every battery manufacturer they've all got it wrong the future of battery power for tattoo machines is in the grip it's not at the back of the machine that's absolutely pointless waste of time unbalances the machine puts far too much weight at the back that'll create rsi all kinds of wrist strain yeah you need the battery in the front in the grip you're limited because it only works with specific types of machines well so they're the only machines you need something that's a bit more universal you are probably better off using the standard battery setup that they've got i think i'm going to make an evo battery (laughs) grip aliexpress go on aliexpress buy seven fucking shrink wrap evo i mean i could do that that's pretty much the standard (laughs) format of things in the world of tattooing isn't it but what i thought i'd actually do is i'd actually design one that works i'm thinking of um i'm thinking of speaking to dale at rotary works and i genuinely believe that's the way forward it's all opinion based though, of isn't course it? it's only my opinion i mean i'm i'm not i'm not saying that i'm right you, you in any you, way you want people calling you an idiot again and fucking... contrary to popular belief i actually have zero hang on let me check uh, have you got your bag of, have you got your bag of fucks there's no fucks left in the bag of fucks to give but it is I opinion this whole show's opinion is. though that's None of, like, just in case you are one of the many people that's joined us recently as a subscriber, thank you very much, hello, welcome. Um, this whole show is opinion. It's We're not claiming to be experts. We, You know, we, we have both worked in the industry for over a decade each, but it doesn't mean that we're necessarily right, you know what I mean? Breaking news, it is official. The terminology tattoo collector is classed as offensive now, <laughs> and... 
to be politically correct. Oh, here we fucking go. And to make sure that you appeal to everybody that wants to identify as something along those lines and to not kind of like diminish anyone's feelings. It's called tattoo enthusiast. Oh, there you go. So that's the woke term, is it? Tattoo enthusiast. That is, if you want to identify as a tattoo enthusiast, you certainly can. I'm not sure I think that's that terminology you, is any better than than collector enthusiast. Wait, Why can't he just be, you, just, you know, like, I like tattoos. But you're, but you're enthusiastic about it, isn't it? It's like, ooh, you know, you've got people who like tattoos and you've got people who fucking... I think they should... Um, <laughs> really like tattoos. Maybe they should be like... Maybe they should be like, you know, like if you're into steam trains and, and trains and that and you go and get the numbers and that, you're a train spotter. Maybe you could be a tattoo spotter. Tattoo spotter. Yeah, but then... Ah, but then, see, now that, that's a completely different thing altogether because what you're doing there, you would be like somebody that just stands at tattoo conventions looking at people with a camera and a notebook and going like, oh, there's a Paul Talbot tattoo over there. Clink, <laughs> <laughs> Writing down the date. I've got that one. I, I know it. someone who's... I, yeah, who one of my, Who yeah, cares, really? I, know. I mean, who it's cares? A joke. Moving on. Um, in some off-topic news, uh, I, I really don't have any, but I, I wanted to talk about something, uh, because I normally do a little bit of music news at this point, but all of the music news this week is full of the return of NAM, which is the uh, N-A-M-M is how it's spelled, and it's in Anaheim in California. I've got music news. Can I do this bit of music news before you butt in? Yeah. Is there any way you can just wait till I've finished talking, just yeah, for a minute? Yeah, I'm going to find it online. You talk to the camera. Um, so anyway, there's a big music show, NAM, that happens. It's a music, um, like, uh, it's musical instruments and, you know, all the gear. It's rather than actual music, it's, it's musical instruments. All right, so all of the news is about the NAM show. Uh, it's my understanding that it's back for the first time since the pandemic. So it's, you know, a big return to form and everything. It's a, a great big show. Um you can't buy anything there. So it's not like a big guitar shop. It's loads of people showing what they're going to be releasing for the rest of the year. So, you know, one of the jokes is that NAM actually stands for not available, maybe March. When I look at it, the ideal electric guitar was invented in about 1950. You get to a point where you go, how many more iterations of Ibanez guitars can I see before I just go, look, they're all the bloody same. Like, how many more Fender Strats can we do we really need in, in this? You know, it's like they bring in a new colourway or something like that. And actually that got me thinking about the where tattoo machines are going. And now we're reaching this point where people are just adding unnecessary features to tattoo machines j- just because it's like we've already made the perfect tattoo machine. So like, that's it now, you know. And it's, it's a bit like that with the music stuff, right? Because the Fender Strat and the Gibson Les Paul and the Fender Telecaster are, are pretty much the perfect guitars. And so you, you know, you chuck a go faster stripe on them, you put some like, you know, I don't know, some, some make, you know, mechanical tuners on it or something. But realistically, I can go and buy myself an early 60s Les Paul and it'll sound just as good, if not better, than any guitar that was made this year. And I, I kind of think we could be running into that with, with our gear here, where we go, look, it's a tattoo machine. It's, only, it's not that mechanically difficult. Surely by now, do we really need gesture control? Do we really need Bluetooth apps that control it? Yeah, by all so means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's you know, certain things we, like that. Are we getting to this thing where it's just a waste of time? Yeah, so there's certain things like that that we don't need, most definitely. But then I think we're at a time where, like, you know, brands are 
having to I think what they're doing is they, they're refining and they're fine-tuning things yeah I mean like this critical talk that I've been testing I fucking tackled myself with it the other day I fucking blacked out a chunk of my leg with it right and because it's got like the whole precision strike technology and, and all that fucking marketing jargon and then I was just like you know is it bollocks and I, I've looked into it and like the reality is all oh, they've done they've, they've just made a couple of minor changes and customizations to the motor which has meant that it's got a little bit of a more precise hit with less wobble and shit like that and I tackled myself with it and I was like alright yeah there's, there's definitely a difference between that machine and a different brand machine that hasn't got that little fine tuning yeah. into it like see what so I think's I've interesting gone, what, hang on just what I think's interesting right is like, so, obviously, the guitar side of things, like, I'm, this is kind of my process with all things that I do. I do a lot of research at the front end. I figure out what it is that I need. I get really cheap versions of that. I prove that that's the process I'm going to use and that's going to work for me, and then I dump a load of money on the real shit that I want. I did the yeah. same with cameras and lights. I did the same with tattoo gear. I did the same with my music gear. And then once that decision is taken, I don't generally re like revisit it unless something that I really think is a game changing thing could come about. Right? Yeah. So in the world of music production, right? So we, you know, we talked about these plugins, right? And I use a bunch of them for making the audio sound good on this show. Right. Um, a lot That's of them, sounds so a, bit, fantastic. a bit like tattooing, a lot of them have been looking backwards and looking at ways to make these software versions of famous pieces of hardware so that, to me, is very similar to the rotary machine manufacturers getting the machine to work like a coil. But then there's yeah. also uh, plug-in manufacturers that are moving forward and going, can, in the digital realm, can we just forget all the old-fashioned stuff and do digital things and find what yeah. digital really works? And yeah. that, to me, is kind of like modern rotary machines. So I'd well, yeah. really like to have a conversation about, I think... First of all, we have to decide which is better, a rotary or a coil. If we decide en masse that actually we all prefer the way a coil machine feels, then we need to have a conversation about then why are we trying to make rotaries behave like coils? Maybe what we should be doing is making... Because the only thing about coil machines was they're too heavy, right, and they vibrate too much, and, and, and they run loads. out of tune a lot, right, and they're really loud. So surely, why hasn't somebody... and Correct me if I'm wrong, because somebody may have done this, right? Is there a company out there that's gone, instead of going for a rotary, can't we make a really light coil machine that's not noisy and it's really easy to maintain and it won't run out of tune? Because surely, if if the ideal thing is the bog and all that, well, surely we we must have now, we must have a material that we could use that would make the coil machine incredibly light. Surely, we could, couldn't we make a carbon fibre tattoo machine? I know somebody's going to tell me that, that companies have already done it, and they probably have. But, or, can we can we say that actually, no, the bog and the, the coil wasn't the way to go, the rotary machine is better, and so can we stop trying to make a rotary machine be a coil machine. Can we just like maybe there are some advantages to just going, let's let's just go, what's the let's make a brilliant rotary tattoo machine. But does it really need to be Bluetooth and have apps with it? I don't think it needs any of that shit. It just needs to be really well engineered and it needs to be serviceable yeah, to the end. Yeah. But I think that's 
Because it's it's weird to me that like I can buy a plugin for forty bucks that looks exactly like a piece of old analog hardware that I had, or I can buy a plugin for forty bucks that's a completely modern, intelligent tracking EQ system that can only be done digitally. And I'm like, yeah, we should be do- having the same conversation about tattoo machines. About is are the historical tattoo machines the original tattoo machines? I know they're not technically yeah. the original, but you know what I mean. The coil machine is that better? If the coil machine's better, should we just then go, right then, let's use modern materials and modern technologies to completely reinvent the coil machine and make it suitable for today? Put a, you know, put put a grip on the put a grip on the front of it so that it can drive cartridges, get it so that you know, get it working. Or have we reached a point where we need to say, look, the coil was right then, but the rotary machine is superior and this is what it is. But let's not try and make you know, like these are guys that have, they're taking like plastic or carbon fibre guitars and putting special pickups in them to make them sound like they're in a wooden guitar from the 1950s. And I'm like, yeah, why don't you just make wooden, wooden yeah, fucking play, guitars then? Yeah. What's no, the point? I, I get what you're saying. And on the topic of guitars and music, right, this popped up the other day and you just reminded me of it. Soundgarden and Vicky Cornell have settled their legal dispute and they're going to be releasing the band's final recordings. Yeah, I think that'll be good. I'd like to hear one more Soundgarden album. I miss Chris Cornell. I think he's a, you know, he's just one of the best voices in rock. Uh, so I asked Chris uh, this question last week, but we didn't get round to it. Uh, we didn't really tease it. We sort of did, but we sort of didn't. Um, so the question I asked Chris was, what is a protein. We decided we would have a conversation because my premise around this was a protein in the world of tattooing is probably not, if you look at what it is or the things that the protein are expected to do, it is probably not what you think it is. And that actually the word pro may not stand for professional. It might stand for something else. I'll be a tattoo manufacturer, for instance, and I've got a product and you use it and I approach you and I'll say, hey, Chris, would you like to join the pro team? Um, what do you think you're being offered at that point? So, obviously, since I've been filming the podcast with Paul, I have learnt my worth as an artist. Yeah. So I think, like, in the past, I would have been like, oh, fucking, yeah, I'm going to be on a pro team. Pro teams are amazing. Because it just, like... You think that a pro team means that you're like a professional, you know, the, the team yep. of pros. But I think like the payoff that you get like is just ridiculous. So, so for example, like some companies, like uh, not some, but like there are a, a large portion of, of companies out there that will expect so much of you. Right. So let me just let me just team. stop you there. So hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to let you back in. Don't worry. Uh, I've so I'm at this point the pretend manufacturer. I've just approached Chris. Chris has said that he, you know, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to be offered to join the pro team now. Young naive Chris from ten years ago is a junior artist who who believes that he's just been asked to join this new manufacturer's uh, pro team, uh, and he believes that the word pro in pro team means professional. Um, so then. When I give him what I consider to be a reasonably standard kind of pro team deal in the world of tattooing, and this will be useful for the younger guys amongst you or the new guys around you as to how these deals work. You might never have been offered anything like this, so you can. this is what you can expect. So 
I'm going to say to you, right then, Chris, I'm going to send you um, X amount of products each year. Yeah. In return for that, I want you to wear my uh, company's T-shirt whenever you're filming. I want you to put our logo on your banner at shows, even though I'm not paying any money towards the booth. Right, I want your logo there. I want you to put your logo on every one of your social media posts and also tag my company in it uh, in return for being on the protein. Now, that doesn't sound like a professional team to me. No. So this was my premise. You, you get these offers and you think that, oh, I'm joining the protein. Now, you would think that as a manufacturer... I would want a group of artists with a number of years' experience um, in in the field of what I'm doing to take my product, the first iteration of my product, or maybe even a pre-release version of my product, use it, and then give me feedback on it to improve it so that when I bring it to market, it really is a world beater because yeah. my 50, the 50 members of my pro team have honed this machine so that it, or, you know, whatever this product is, so that it's absolutely world-beating. However... I don't, and I, I'm, I don't know if there are companies around that do this, but in, in my experience of this, I have never, with all of the protein deals that I've been offered and the couple that I've taken, I've never been asked my opinion of the product, ever. Nobody's ever asked me, do you think we could do anything to improve it or change it to make it any better? That's never been a question. So it, this is my premise, is that if you look at the actual deal that you're being given and what you're being expected to do, the pro in pro team doesn't stand for professional, it stands for promotional. promotional. And what you're actually being offered is to join essentially a like a street team for a band. Yeah. Like all you're doing is you're shilling someone else's product and yeah. your product is being over-branded with theirs. That, to me, is kind of how it works. Oh, to totally. And is totally. that fair? No, I don't... like. Got, like looking back when I first started when I first started doing conventions and getting offered these opportunities, I think I was just like, yeah, it's cool because I thought maybe like so you would you would be offered this thing of like we'll promote you, you promote us, blah 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 blah, and then you think you think there's like a, a good exchange of value as you go on then and you notice certain companies have a lot of pro team artists that yeah. you're not getting what you should be getting you, you know you're expected to do so much so like my attitude on it now is com completely different like i think that the entire idea of pro teams need to be completely restructured in a sense of like what a company offers you and what they expect from you and also you yeah. as artists need to be aware that you should be negotiating what you're getting there's none of this, like, you know, have, have this and, and you'll get that. You know, you are in a position, if they, especially if they're approaching you, you're in a position you know, to, to, to negotiate, to negotiate what you want. a better deal. Yeah. A lot of the products in the world of tattooing, in the grand scheme of things, they're not actually that expensive to the manufacturer. They don't, like, the nuts and bolts of things just don't cost a lot of money. The tattoo ink is not that expensive to make. Tattoo machines are a little bit more expensive this, because there's some R&D. Uh, a tattoo power supply or a battery, you know, th that kind of thing. That they're, they're, In the grand scheme of things, there's probably 
what what do you think? Maybe three hundred percent, five hundred percent markup in most of this stuff. You know, in some of this stuff, there's a thousand percent markup. You know, there's like ridiculous things. You know, if you get down into some of the the glides and the aftercares and you know that all that sort of stuff. A good example, right, is like obviously researching stuff for videos. Is I know that I can get two hundred fifty mil tubs and get five hundred of them made, and it works out before tax at three pound. 56 a tub that's how much yep. i'm getting made for you need to add tax and shipping on there so and then if you look at like some companies are selling like 150 mil tubs for you know 27 pound no the markup on it is fucking insane then you look at the likes of yep. like say for example companies like sani doom companies like dermalize like they get their uh, and, and a lot of other films they get their films made by a company called Chinmed out in china I I I contacted them, checked all the pricing you know, out, and I think you know it works out like the, obviously the orders you have to place a large order for those, but like you know you're looking at uh, a roll of these aftercare films costs around about depending on the packaging and so on like ten dollars, maybe less than ten dollars. That's so my point about tax. that is when you get when somebody says hey join our protein. Um, and they give you this product, the actual cost to them is very minimal. So if you think of it from a company point of view, if they can get, I can get Chris on my pro team, I send him 50 quid's worth of product, but to him, he thinks he's just got five grand's worth of product because of the markup on this thing that I'm making. I've actually... And they can write it off, Yeah, and they? you can write it off against your tax bill. But so for a 50 quid's worth of product outlay or less, maybe a little bit more in some cases, um, what I've got is I've got an ongoing promotional campaign with 50 people shouting about my product every time they post on social media, every time they go to a tattoo convention. It's actually really, really cheap way of doing things. And you're getting... Yeah. And because... They've kind of, you know, the world of tattooing has built this culture that if you are a, a sponsored artist, you're somehow better because you've got another, you know, yeah. another fucking title connected to your name and all that sort of stuff. That we fall for it because we're just, a, you know, because realistically we're seen as a bunch of fucking dummies that fall down this these things. Like I, what they're basically saying to you, I'm going to give you almost nothing and have you work for me as a, as a member of my street team for free. When what they yeah. should be doing is fucking paying you for every social media post that you do. You know, do, do you know what I mean? And it's to me, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yes whenever no, I've I, looked into these deals, yes it seems no. massively skewed towards the manufacturer because as an artist, and I've had this conversation with Chris a number of times where we don't value ourselves nearly as much as I think we should and we don't stand our ground enough. And like, it's, I can turn around and, and tell a manufacturer this and go, no, I'm not interested. But I guarantee there's like 100 artists stood behind me that'll go, I'll have it. <laughs> and so it never yeah. changes, oh, totally. you know Yeah, no, I mean? no, there is. So I think it, 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 this swings around about through as well. So like, you know, obviously I'm on the, I'm on the Barber DDS protein. But like for me, when I negotiated what the deal was, I made sure that it was something that was amicable for both. Because obviously some companies expect you to do all these conventions. And I said, look, I don't do that. This is what I do, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like having a sponsorship deal or uh, being on the pro team of a supply company, for me, is better than being on the pro team of, like, say, a singular company. Because 
I get a lot more benefit. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're like saying, right, well, you'll get discounts on everything you buy, and that's far more beneficial. And there's not that much expected of me other than just tag this in your post. Yeah. And I'm like, sound. But then you have other companies that will basically want to give you a small amount of product and they expect so much from you as an artist, tag you in posts, make videos, fucking, you know, shout on the rooftop, rooftops. And you're not really getting that much for that. You know, with, with, with a supply company, right? You've got to do a hashtag, you get a discount off the exact same product that you would have got for free, but you just write it off as a tax write-off. So, you, you know, it works out better for you anyway if you're not sponsored by certain but companies. But do you think it would be better if these companies, particularly manufacturers, I'm like that it would be better for them to have an R&D team and then a promotional team? So you have people, you know, because there are some artists out there that don't do a lot of social media that are not, not really that interested yeah. in it, but really know their stuff when it comes to the gear that they use. And they'd be, they would be fantastic people to have to help you make your product better. And then have a promotional yeah. team of people that are more into the social media thing and they're doing the awards thing and all that sort of stuff. And, and I just think it would be it would be better if those things were made a little bit clearer, you know. The, but maybe if it was made clearer, then it wouldn't be quite so desirable and nobody would be interested. The other problem is that, as we've well, found, when whenever we go back to companies with you know, it suggested improvements to their product. It's very, very rare. I think it's in two and a half, nearly three years of doing this, there's only one company ever took on board anything that we had to say. And the rest of it, you get the, you know, that, the, you know, the standard kind of thing of like, yeah. well, you'll just tell us we're the people that make the product, you know, race car drivers don't design yeah. cars, you know, and all that sort of stuff, which I think is fucking nonsense, yeah. but there you go. And I, I, and I wonder if there's a lot of products in the world of tattooing that could be cons made considerably better if only the tattooist had been involved in the, the actual designing of the prototype. Once you've got a prototype together, if you'd have put out that Cheyenne Unlimited, I don't believe that the Cheyenne Unlimited would have that stupid gesture control on it if they'd actually put that out to tattooists because they'd gone, this is a waste of time. Can we just have up and down buttons? This is stupid. It's impractical. Yeah, yeah, I, I, no, I, I, it's not stupid. I, it's impractical. I, you know? I, I, yeah. I get, I get what you're saying, but but then like obviously on touching on on the Cheyenne side of things, like one thing I will say, I think that they do really well is is if you look at their sponsorship deal with their pro team artists. Oh no, the like Cheyenne deal is really me, good. Like Cheyenne, Cheyenne are really good with that. They do a like, lot for their artists, and and the way their deal works is that you know they there is actually a, a financial return for promoting their products, yeah. and and that that is to me that's they're the right the only way of doing I've it. Seen that doing yeah, it. they're the only and ones like, that I, I know. Like, of I would that, I would yeah. turn around to say like say, you know any any company now that turned around to me and said like you know would you be on our pro would you be interested in you know being sponsored by us and being on our pro team? I the first thing I would be saying to him is like have you got an affiliate link because like either pay give me give me money as well as the free yeah. product or give me an affiliate link and free product. Yeah. So then at least I'm going to be, I have the potential to make some money for all the work that I've got to do because you are expecting, you know, some companies out there, you know, not some, like there are quite a few companies that in the age of social media are expecting, you know, artists to make fucking TikTok videos and to do all these different things of like unboxing all their products and, uh, and, and, you know, loads of them are doing it, and I haven't got the time for I that. I mean, you know, as an example for but, this, for us as the show, to give you an idea... An idea I say, on. but 
if I was being financially compensated and I had the opportunity that I could make said video, add my affiliate link to it and somebody fucking was able to buy something and I could get a financial return, I would be far more open to doing that deal and making those videos. Because, like, otherwise I'm just doing it for fucking, what, again, 50 quid's worth of free shit. 50 quid's worth of free shit. You know what I mean? Well, see, now, on this show, we we obviously, you know, Chris reviews lots of products, and um, we quite often talk to companies, uh, particularly from one part of the world, where they will contact us, want to send us um, a product, have us make a review video, and then they expect us not only to put that on our YouTube channel, but to send them a copy of the video for free in return for this product that the retail price on it is less than 100 quid, which means it probably cost a tenner to make. So they're expecting for a tenner to get us to make a video to promote their products. And then when we tell them, hey, listen, we, we like to do a giveaway on stuff that we review, they've got no interest in giving us anything to give to you guys. They just want... You know, and it always annoys me because it's so skewed in the like towards the manufacturer and the people selling the products. Yeah. And there's, there's no value seen in the, you know, the videos that we make or the tattoos that any of us do. And at the end of the day, it's always been my position that as the tattooists, the, the <clears> tattoos <throat> that we make and the images that we, we take of those tattoos are what drives this industry along. What kind of tattoo convention would you have with no fucking tattooists in it? If you, if you, talk, if you had a, Imagine if you had a tattoo convention and it was all traders. Would any fucker go? It was just people... Well, Loads yeah, of no, people in branded I, yeah. polo shirts trying to sell you shit you don't need. Like, would anybody go to that show? They're only coming to the show because the fucking tattooists are there and these companies are making a lot of money off, off of our backs, yeah, then I, I think ripping it, yeah. us off oh, no, we and are, expecting getting... us to work like fucking prostitutes. Like, I'm like, for fuck's sake. So, like, not, not all of them are you doing bastards. it, but there are some that are doing it where they are, they are taking the piss to a degree, like... I, like, like I said, you've got, I think you've got, you've got some companies like, like the likes of Cheyenne that are setting new standards, but it looks like they've yep. had that standard all along where their protein artists will get an affiliate link. We've got one. If yep. you want to buy something, you get a discount. We get some money from it. And then yep. those artists then can use that money to help go to conventions or whatever. Yep. They can buy supplies out of here's, it here's an example of like when you negotiate in you know so that it's fair right so i've been on the h2 ocean protein for 10 years now and um when we first did that deal i said that i would happily do that providing h2 ocean sent enough aftercare for me to give free aftercare to every single one of my clients each year so none of my clients pay for aftercare that means they're given yeah, soap to wash fair. their tattoo with, cream and or foam to look after their tattoos. And H2Ocean provide me with enough of that stuff to uh, to make sure that none of my clients have to pay for aftercare. Everybody leaves here with a goodie bag with aftercare in it. And H2Ocean yeah. are sending the stuff over for that. And we've been doing that for 10 years. So... Now, that's a really big benefit to my business because every one of my clients gets aftercare. Now, it's H2Ocean aftercare, so it's got their logo on it. They enjoy it. They like it as an aftercare, so it's good for H2Ocean. But I've then, when I post like a, a reel or a, a photo on social media, I've got no problem tagging H2Ocean because it's a, it's a business-to-business deal that has worked perfectly for the last decade. 
And, and it's worked do, do you think as well that it, it's also like depending on the size of the company? So you have some companies that are large, some companies that are small. No, the I think it depends on the vision of the company. It depends on if the company's got the vision I or not. I understand that, but from a financial perspective, do you think have less pro team artists then? If you haven't got, if you haven't got the size of company, yeah, no, you have a smaller pro team. If, you, if you'd, if you'd let me finish, that's what I was going to say. Are you sure you haven't got fucking ADHD? No, today? we've got a delay, but I've got a pre-delay. <laughs> uh, a pre-delay. <laughs> fucking psychic Paul. Um, it's one of my superpowers. It's one of his fucking religious fucking gifts, like isn't it. <laughs> No, but I, as you can probably tell, me and Chris have done. We, no, we've done a lot of deals as tattooists. We and then we, we, you know, we step behind the curtain or behind the velvet rope to be on this side of it. We sit on the other side of this, and I look at the nature of it, and I find it frustrating as an artist um, with the way these uh, promotional teams work, um, because I, I do think that the, uh, most companies ask for an awful lot for very little return, and that annoys me. And then. Um, because we've got a, a YouTube channel, uh, it's kind of like that is the culture. No, that, that people just want to send like, you know, a tenner's worth of free product for an awful lot of work. Because to make a, a, a review video is a lot of work, right? You know, oh, it's fuck. like, it's, it ain't a tenner, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, the Critical Talk video, that's the, the, the one I'm currently editing, yep. right? Now, to make the video, you've got over 60 hours of using the machine and testing it. It's probably much longer than that. Uh, at the same time of tattooing with it for 60 hours, you're having to film all of that process. You're also then having to do other fucking tests along with yep. it, seeing what it's like to wrap, so on. Then you've got, well, once you've, once you've filmed it, filmed all of the supplemental footage, then you've got to film all the B-roll and all the product shots, which takes time. An effort, and sometimes I have to put money into it to buy lighting and so on. And then on top of that, you've also got you've got to take the time to write the script, yep. film the fucking unboxing, film the, the the talking to camera, and then you're sat there in your house with probably fucking like two hundred odd gigabytes worth of footage and a forty minute video that you've got to try and then condensed down like i said earlier on into like a which is now i currently sitting at a 22 minute video and i could probably still add more to it yeah. and it's like that's a lot of work and that that's generally like with a lot of products especially machines that that's like a, a lot of stuff that goes into it even process butters like you know i probably do something that a lot of tattoos don't do where when I'm when i'm trying out like like right now i've been testing out the new yayo fucking clove oil ones so I, I've done all the testing on my clients, tattooed them with it. And then Saturday, I fucking tattooed myself with it to see what it was like. Just like I've done with the Critical Talk as well. And I've done with the Rotary Works machines and all the other machines that I've got, I've tattooed myself with it. Yeah. And I'm currently now in the process of healing a tattoo on myself with that cream to see what it's like to heal with. And like, so like, that's what goes here. It's not a case of like, we get sent something and it's like, it's never worked here is a product. Like, you well, Check out this can of Fanta. This can of Fanta is tropical fruit twist, and uh, it's 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 shiny. It's not a case of doing that. Like, I mean, a lot of work that goes into it. So, in closing, then the advice that I'd like to give you as um, an artist getting into this game, or if you're a little bit, you know, a little bit away along the way, and you're starting to get offers from companies, um, 
when they're talking about protein, think about whether what you're being asked, are you being asked for your professional opinion on things or are you being asked for your promotional activities? If you're being asked to engage in promotional activities, I'm not saying don't do the deal. What I'm saying is see it for what it is. You are joining essentially a street team for a product or a brand. And yeah. um, make sure that you're suitably compensated for the work that you're about to do um, and and see it more in that way. Don't get lost in this idea that if you're a sponsored artist, you're in any way better than before you were a sponsored artist because that's absolute nonsense. Yeah. Right? And see, can you know, I, can just I interject go into it with your eyes open. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, so, yeah. so like, like one thing that I've definitely learned and I have been guilty of doing it in the past is like when, you, when you're doing the convention circuit and you're putting people's Ban- logos on your banner or you're putting their fucking banners on your on on your stuff. Unless you're actually getting financial compensation from them for it, I will not do it anymore. Like like for example, if say for example, if if anybody that I was sponsored by turned around to me and said, Chris, um when you go to a tattoo convention, we would like you to put our banners up. I would be like, fucking by all means. My hotel costs four hundred pounds for the weekend. So um, pay me my hotel and you can have your, your banner. Spice. Failing that, yeah. if I'm fucking paying for everything, you can fucking go and suck my dick, basically. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's... And if and the thing is, if more of us approached the world of being part of a promotional team like that, then the companies would have to start being a little bit more honest about what they're doing um, and we would keep them honest in that in that respect. But... You know, while there are a thousand other you know artists that will care? take the deal that you won't take, you're, you're on thin ice, yeah. really. But um, I think if more of us understood what it is that we're getting asked to do and what we're being, how we're being treated, because you're being treated as part of the marketing and promotional spend, not the, yeah. not as as a, a consultant, which is what a professional would be. You'd be brought in as a consultant on a product, and uh, you're being used as promotion. Well you know, understand what you're getting. You know, even if you get a full set of ink from a company, that full set of ink ain't, ain't even, that ain't going to cost 150 quid to make, right? Just understand that no. some of this stuff is super cheap to actually produce. So you're doing all that work for 150 quid. Like, personally, if somebody said, you can do all this work, I'll give you 150 quid, I'll go, do you know what? I'd rather have an hour in bed. You know, I'd, ra- I'd rather have an hour yeah. in bed, you know, well, yeah, or sleeping today instead well, you and look, we'll call it quits. you, you, you got to look at it from, from I, I think I look at it from this angle, right? I'm going to get given a product that is, I don't know, like say £25, right? And I'm then asked to make a reel or video once a month or once a week or, you know, do you mean? However frequently they, they expect you to do it. And I'm just going to be like, well, the amount of effort that you're asking me to put into making a reel or a video f- to promote your product and the product that you're giving me is worth £25, that is me working for less than the minimum wage because it takes time to put, yeah. Do you mean? And so then it's like that's modern-day slave labour, basically. Do you know what I mean? And so that brings me neatly around to uh, this week before we uh, before we say goodbye. I would like to thank our sponsors on this show who don't do any of that nonsense with us. Uh, we have yes, wonderful relationships with Electrum and Total Tattoo Magazine who run the London Tattoo Convention at Excel every year. 
Um, and Rob makes a bunch of brilliant products. Rob will be on the show shortly in the next uh, few weeks, and we will be doing a an Electrum-based promotion coming up pretty soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a really fun episode. Chris has got something to say about Rob, but just let me finish just a second. Um, and so... You know, you know, there are sponsorship deals out there that are worth doing. Obviously, the you know, I'm part of the Barber DTS Pro Team as well. I'm part of the H2Ocean Pro Team. They're both deals that I think are brilliant. They work for me and they they, they work for the companies. Uh, they did take a little bit of negotiating, but, you know, they work. And, and the sponsors on this show are really good. So there are deals out there that work, but understand that you just because you're being offered one, you don't have to take it. And if you, you know, do you want to be a pro team member, professional team member or promotional team member? Um, if you don't mind being a promotional team member, then go for it, but make sure you get suitably compensated and don't get um, ripped off basically, because it's very easy to get ripped off in the world of tattooing, particularly when you're new. What was you going to say about Rob? I seen a post and I thought it was a really good direction that Rob was taking, that they are a supported artist or a partnered artist. Do you know what I mean? So the brand is partnering with somebody. Well, one of the things we like about Rob and the guys at Electrum, like Rob's an old friend of mine and um, they've, they've always been... Um, he's always been very forward thinking in that sort of stuff. You know, like we like the idea of um, reinventing the areas of tattooing that need to work a bit better. And Rob's definitely one of those people. Perry's very similar in that respect. You know, like we've talked a lot about reinventing what a tattoo magazine can be in the 21st century. And he's always been very uh, receptive to those sort of ideas. And those are the kind of people that we like to work with. Uh, and they're the kind of people that I like to work with uh, on in my professional career as a tattooist, you know, so... I've never, you know, never once had any problems with like my hates to ocean deal because it's always been really good, you know. And it's early doors for the barber deal at the moment, but so far so good, you know what I mean? You know, so there are deals out there. Just be open-eyed about what you're doing and make sure you know what you're getting yourself into because you can you can end up doing these deals and they go a bit sour pretty quickly if you're not getting out of it what you One want. One thing I want to say as well is don't believe all the fucking rumours and bullshit that is out there about companies because... Because there's a lot yeah, of that. Like yeah. before I start before we started that tattoo show and when working with a lot of the different brands, there was always this like again, oh the Nexus group with the big bad wolves and shit like that, and then you've got all the other corporate yeah. brands. And like, you know, behind the scenes and speaking to manufacturers and so on, like I'm finding that a lot of the tattoo friendly companies like that try and portray themselves as non-corporate are coming across a lot more underhanded and shadier and less transparent and doing a lot more stuff, let's say. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter whether the person who's approaching you is wearing a polo shirt, a suit, or, uh, you know, got, got two sleeves of tattoos and a skull T-shirt on or whatever. Just makes you get fucking paid. You know, yeah, just make sure you get paid. If you put all this work into your brand and, you know, if you finally got yourself to the point where you're doing that, you've put all this effort in... Um, don't sell yourself short when it and don't let yourself get over branded. Uh, very yeah, simply, exclusivity you know. as well. Yeah, exclusivity shouldn't be a thing. Like the pull the exclusivity clauses out of everything. Like you know, just because you sign a deal with one tattoo machine manufacturer doesn't mean you can't use another tattoo machine if you do use multiple unless machines they pay you. In, or multiple inks or anything. Unless they pay you, you know, what I mean, they pay you for exclusivity. You know, that's how it should work. It's how it works in lots of other industries. It just doesn't work so much in ours. You know, imagine if. Lionel Messi 
I'd had to go cap in hands to like Nike or Adidas. Please, sir, can you sponsor me for boots? Do you think he goes to Nike? Nike go yeah. to Messi. You know what I mean? You don't go asking companies. Like you, as a tattooist, you shouldn't be going asking companies for sponsorships. You should be waiting for them to come to you and because that's you know that puts you in the driver's you put, seat. Yeah, you know it I mean? puts you in the driver's seat, and at the same time as well, then there shouldn't be any exclusivity uh, clauses in there. It should be, and unless obviously unless you're getting financially compensated by them, then there should yep. not be any exclusivity. It's like, you know... Right, and that's it. Uh, we have waffled long enough uh, about this. Comment down below if if you've got any questions about sponsorships and how we think they work and how they should work and how they currently work. Uh, weigh in with your opinions down below. You know, comments are all down below. While you're down in the comments, hit the like and subscribe button for us. It's like buying us a coffee. Do us a, do us a favour, you know what I mean? It helps the channel out, helps it, you know, this content get shown to other people. And leave Derek alone. <laughs> leave Derek alone, maybe. And so with that, this has been That Tattoo Show. I've been Paul. And I have been Chris. Tell the lawyer, tell the judge, tell the priest. Tell all of the uh, tattoo machine, uh, well, all of the tattoo companies and manufacturers out there to start treating us properly and start making a pro team, a professional team, not a promotional team. This has been That Tattoo Show, and we'll see you next week, guys. Take care.